Hey everyone, before we get on with the podcast today, I just wanted to let you all know that there's a little bit of interference at the very beginning of the episode. Uh, It doesn't last for very long, but it is annoying and we couldn't get rid of it, so sorry about that. Uh, There is also some intermittent background noise that pops up every now and again, but rest assured that'll be fixed by next episode. In the meantime, enjoy this episode and uh, love you, smile. Well, welcome back to This Ain't a Scene, It's a Podcast. Uh, I am... One of your hosts, Dawson, he, uh, he, him pronouns, smile. And um, as as usual, there's somebody else in the room with me giving, <laughs> giving me, giving me an evil glare. Not your co-host, glare. but there is a, Not there my is a poltergeist. There, there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a ghoul in the room. There's a ghoul in the room, yeah. Would you mind introducing yourself, ghoul? Uh, I'm your other host, Carson, he, him as well. Um, we're, uh, we're back at it. Back at it again. Uh, we sp- on the dreaded wheel this is the podcast in case you didn't know and you just pressed play on something random for no reason this is a podcast where each episode we take a look at a fallout boy song in depth um or as much depth as a couple of idiots can give it Mm -hmm. and um every episode it's a random song uh and this week's song is the carpal tunnel of love uh, by Fallout Boy. <laughs> I like I like clarifying by Fallout. Who could yeah? Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> Even though it's a Fallout Boy podcast. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. song is from their third album, Infinity on High, um, or fourth if you count uh, Evening Out with Your Girlfriend. But I think a lot of people consider that an EP. Yeah. Um, but so uh, with the new record, some people I saw before the title was revealed, they were calling it FOB Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like trying to figure out what would count as seven. And I was like, are they counting Pax AM days or are they <laughs> counting fucking, uh, are they, Something are they else. counting evening out with your girlfriend? I, I actually never thought about that. I just saw people going FOB eight and I was like, Oh, new fallout boy album. And sure. I didn't think about it any further than that. But right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's check rate your music. And see, cause I mean, that's the website I use primarily for cataloging. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Music, um, because I uh, hate myself <laughs> is why I use this website. Well, I was about to ask, is Infinity on High their best-selling record? I don't I believe know. it is, right? Probably. I, I wouldn't doubt uh, it. Ah, damn. I'm I'm wrong. Uh, From Under the Cork Tree uh, sold 2,507,000 copies. That's a lot of copies. That's a lot of, that's a lot of clams right there. Um. But yeah, from under the court tree, uh, did that many, and then Infinity on High did is their second best selling album, doing gotcha. one million six hundred ninety thousand. So, not as much. That's a smaller number. That is a smaller number. Yeah. But as far as the album counts go, it's actually uh, seven would be Mania, because we have Take This to Your Grave, Cork Tree, Infinity, Foley, Save Rock and Roll, American Beauty, Mania, and then so much for Stardust. Damn. That's eight. That is eight. That's well, crazy. Okay. Well, then what was Pete not counting when he did that ranking? I, uh, maybe Make America Psycho again, but that's like a remix <laughs> album. I don't think that really counts anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, um, I mean, so we spun the dreaded wheel. 
Oh, hold on. Before we get into that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I have a couple of corrections to the last episode. Ooh, I like this. I Um, like this. I like like correcting ourselves. Yes, because we do get a little... We get get things wrong sometimes. Uh, We should also talk about about a little bit of news. A little bit of news. This this is related to to the corrections. Okay, cool. So... Uh, this will this will probably become a recurring segment because uh, we're not perfect. Smile. Um, mm-hmm. So first correction uh, is related to this news that I'm pretty sure you're referencing. Uh, last episode, I said Dallin Weeks of Panic at the Disco probably didn't contribute that much because it was Brendan Urie's show. That is not true. Uh, Dallin Weeks, it turns out, actually contributed pretty significantly. That's right. Um, having writing <laughs> credits on. All of Vice's, or most all of Vice's, and yeah. um, a pretty significant portion of Too Weird to Live, going so far as uh, his other band actually has a demo version of Far Too Young to Die that is actually better than the one yes. on the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are you talking about his band, The Brobex, or are you talking that's about the his band, uh, um, I, I don't know how, but they found me? No, The Brobex was the one that had the demo, and I don't yes. know how is uh, completely separate as far as I'm aware. But I could be wrong about that, and then we'll have yeah. a correction on the next one about that anyway. Right, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and then the second correction before we get into the, the funny news, um, there are only... This was this was a uh, a Carson claim. Damn. Um, unfortunately. Damn it. Uh, Carson made the claim that apart from the singles, every track on Save Rock and Roll had a feature. Oh yeah, yeah. That well, I noticed this later as well. <laughs> yeah, that is not true. There are only four features on Save Rock and Roll. Those being on Just One Yesterday, The Mighty Fall, Ratatat, and the title track. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely thought there were more. I thought I there did were too. like <laughs> I thought were there like that thing was just loaded with features. But that goes to show you. When you have four features on a record, it feels like you have 11. <laughs> so uh, watch yourselves, folks. <laughs> watch yourselves, Fallout Boy. Don't do that again. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious if if there's going to be a uh, a feature. Because, I mean, none of the track listing has been revealed mm-hmm. for so much for Sardust. We officially, only know, at least. Yeah, officially. We only, know, we only know two songs from it. It's the first two. Yes. Um, which, again... You know, not my favorite thing in the world is that they're like spoiling the sequencing, but that's just album nerd bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, There's probably a reason for it. Um, I'm I'm very curious. Um, I'm curious if there's like a guest spot that is maybe a a more of a throwback to um, the early days because they they seem to like doing that. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool. Um, I do happen to know that there is a feature on there. Oh um, really? It is actually your mom. Oh, got him! Fuck <laughs> you, goddamn son of a. Duck. Yeah. I'd, so I mean, apart from Carson's mom, I don't know of any. Yeah. Uh, Other than Jenny Pace, I don't know who's yeah. on the record. Man. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, should we get into the news? Yes. Yeah. Um, so another little moment of serendipity for Dawson Beck. Um, <laughs> Right after I said Brendan Urie is a bit of a bastard, the day after that happened, Panic at the Disco has officially ended. Um, what do we think yeah. about this? Um, so uh, that doesn't mean forever. Yeah. Um, I think they will come back. Um, and Most I think likely. that they will come back. Uh, and we'll all do the thing 
where uh, they put out a new song in five years from now, and we're all like, actually, this is pretty good. <laughs> wait a uh, second. Wait a minute. Um, I also may, uh, <laughs> and I could be wrong about this, but I think Brendan may be a little opportunistic about uh, this. Um, How do you mean? I mean, uh, you know, ending a project and then bringing it back usually revitalizes it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know if revitalizes is the word. God damn. We deal with a lot of background <laughs> noise on the show. Back there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, could, I could see it being a little opportunistic. Um, and I could also maybe see this as an opportunity to make good with um, everyone who used to be in the band. Mm-hmm. Um and I think if they come back, they're going to come back original lineup um, and maybe try and recapture the magic of a fever you can't sweat out. It might be five years from now. It might be 10 years from now. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think this is the end, quote unquote, for Panic at the Disco. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I think it's I think it's going to be interesting. I um, feel kind of similarly. Um, I don't. I'm not certain that original lineup will come back. Um, okay. Oops. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would be pretty difficult to get. It them would be very difficult to get together. everybody. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, by all accounts, other than Brendan Urie, Brendan Urie is a bastard. Yep. Um, yep. If if you've also been following it, uh, there has been evidence of Dallin Weeks changing Instagram captions from like years and years ago. Now that panic is over, um, there was one where he posted recently a, yeah like Whoa. like yesterday, yesterday like yesterday what this happened. the fuck uh for posterity uh we are recording on january 25th yeah. um announcement was yesterday january 24th um but there was this photo dallin had of his hand with a uh, a bb gun injury in it and the original caption was something like uh uh, Brendan got me good with the BB gun during the song. Mm-hmm. And then Brendan commented, got you good. And then he edited the caption to that moment when you get shot with a BB gun mid set and have to pretend it's funny to keep your job. And I was like, Oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so original lineup coming back or really anybody that's ever worked with Brendan Yuri coming back. Um, not optimistic about it unless he turns uh-huh. a new leaf and, uh, well, he's having a to, kid, so he is having maybe. a kid. That could, could change be. some things. Could change. Could change something about him. Be like, damn, maybe I like shouldn't be a dickhead to people. Maybe I shouldn't be a total and complete. I, I don't know. We don't know him. We don't know what he's. We don't like. know. We so don't know. Um, we 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 know. have accounts of people who have worked with him. Um, yeah. Or like vague Instagram caption re-edit re-edits. Um, sure, sure. So we can assume that maybe it's not the best to work with him. What's Ryan Ross up to, though? You I don't know? know. Like, I don't you know. know what I'm saying? Whatever happened to his other band? Uh, Young Veins. The Young Veins, what? yeah. Yeah. Whatever I happened don't know. To I never listened to it. <laughs> I never did either. I, he put out a solo record that was, like, not terrible. Hmm. He put out a solo record that it sounded like um, like Baby's first trip-hop album, gotcha. um, if I remember correctly. And I was like, this is fine. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, I mean, I think he's all right money wise. 
Probably. I think I think the rest of the band will probably be living off of uh, I Write Sins, Not Tragedies forever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I could also see, um, I don't know, the cash grab is... It could it's be always tempting. there, you know, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's funny that all this news comes out while Fallout Boy is rolling out a new record. Yeah. Um, lots of stuff has happened in this world in the past, you know, week or so, I guess. Yeah. So I was talking about uh, Panic's uh, ending with some friends on Discord mm-hmm. uh, and we were kind of remarking about how. This is kind of the year of like the the classic emo band comeback. Like Paramore's releasing new music, yeah. MCR's releasing new music, Fall Out Boy is now releasing new music. Did we confirm that MCR has an album coming out this year. I am. I don't know why they would release one new single and then go on a shit ton of tours <laughs> just well, to not put anything out. Uh, they've done worse. <laughs> I yeah. I mean. I'm hoping, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It's we'll not see. been confirmed whether or not they have a new album, but they're back at least. Um, so, but it's been kind of strange to look at Panic in like contrast to all of this because all of these bands, Paramore, MCR, FOB, are having like um, comeback boosts. Yeah. yeah, like people are nostalgic for them, and they haven't been around for a while. Uh huh. So. They're getting these this boost in popularity because people are like, oh shit, they're back. And then people who are like not in the loop are like, what do you mean they're back? I didn't know about them anyway. So it's getting right, a lot yeah, of sure. new people and There's, all the old people. Whereas on as well. Panic has not gone anywhere. They never throughout left. this whole time. I mean, like they were a band through the Fallout Boy hiatus. They were mm-hmm. a band through. Um, they were a band through MCR being gone and i mean been, i think it's kind of their time to step away and then they'll come back when they're ready yeah i mean that's the thing is like they're like we're gonna call it it's like no you're not you're gonna bring it back when it's more financially viable because yeah. i mean we know that tour the viva Las vengeance tour was not selling well no um the record was ass the record was dog ass <laughs> um uh, i it, and like you know i, I think that definitely contributed to uh brendan putting it to bed yeah um taking it out in the back and shooting it with a bb gun Um, (laughs) during the set (laughs) yeah during the set um i i think that um yeah i i I don't know i think that when they come back it's going to be brendan yuri will maybe be a little bit more of an adult um because i mean when you think about it dude's been famous since he was 17 yeah um I don't know what other than having a kid is uh, going to make him grow up a little bit, but um, I don't know. We don't know the guy. We don't know the guy. We don't know his heart, but uh, you know, we will, uh, we'll see what happens. I think when they come back, it'll be very different. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it'll be good (laughs) uh, just because, I mean, you know, this is, this is something we'll get into in, you know, maybe Patreon episodes or some shit, but yeah. uh, if yeah, get, I mean, if I have to get to the Patreon it, point. I, we we could just oh, have a bunch of people who like fucking hate this uh, podcast. Hate subscribe to the Patreon. Hate subscribing to the Patreon. Yeah, I could see it happening. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that. Yeah, I mean, we can dive into it at a later time, but I think Panic's last great record is Vices and Virtues, and then uh, Too Rare to Live, Too Weird to Die. Did I get it right? Too Weird to Live, Too Rare to Die. Fuck. Damn it! One day, one yeah, day. Yeah, the adjectives missed gonna, it. Yeah, one oh. day on this podcast, I'm gonna get it right. Um, 
I, I think that is the beginning of the end in my mind. But I mean, I know we'll, you feel differently. Yeah, so. we'll get into that on on a dedicated panic episode or sure, two. sure. But back to this Fallout Boy podcast. <laughs> sure, back to this Fallout Boy podcast. We spun the dreaded wheel. Yes, um, the enormous wheel that I had Big to add. Wheel. I had to add heartbreak. Feels so good too today, which we are not talking about. We are not talking about, even though it came out today. Yes, we are talking about the eighth, ninth, one what? of the tenth. Tenth, tenth track. Tenth track. On Infinity Pretty on sure High. it's the tenth. I'm going to double check. We're talking about one of my favorite Fallout Boy songs, period. It's a carpal tunnel of love. Carpal Tunnel of Love. We just listened to it. We just watched the music video. Mm-hmm. Um, the Happy Tree Friends the happy video, tree which friends we'll get one. into later. But yeah. yeah. Um, overall what, thoughts. I mean, Carson, you just said it's I love this song. I, I, what's interesting is I think um, the first time after I heard this song, because as we've covered, Fall, Folly was my first, mm-hmm. was my first uh, Fall Out Boy record. Went back to this one. Uh, the first time I heard this song and watched the music video for it, um, I instantly learned to play it on guitar. Very easy song to play on guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, but it rocks. Like, goddamn, like that octave chord. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so good. Um, this taps into the side of Fallout Boy that I love, which is these like dark minor uh weird verses and then these soaring choruses that are usually tapped back into not a major key but are you know ascending Mm -hmm. so it's a little more positive it's brighter um this song is just so cool it has everything i I, i've kind of always said this about this song um not that you can verify this but um (laughs) i've always said that this is everything you want in a fallout boy song Mm -hmm. um it's some of Pete's best lyric writing. Um, Pete screams on the song, which you only get one of those. You only get one of those per record, really. Yeah. Uh, you get Pete screaming. You got Patrick doing an incredibly catchy chorus and verse. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, it's just everything that you want out of a Fallout Boy track, in my opinion. The only thing that I can think of that bothers me about it is that it's a, it's a little too repetitive for me. But other than that, I don't really give a shit. (laughs) I like, it's such a good repeat that it doesn't bother me. But when you really think about it, um, I mean, it's like verse chorus verse chorus bridge where no one can understand what the fuck Pete sang. I literally (laughs) did not know until today. I still Um, don't know. I haven't looked at the lyrics. Yeah. uh, I had some funny misheard lyrics on this one. We'll We'll get into that (laughs) for sure. Um, we should rename this podcast to, we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, Pete screams, no one knows what he's saying. And then it goes back into the chorus, which like, mm-hmm. you know, pretty standard, but like, it's so good. All the parts of it there are so good that it really doesn't bother me at all. What are your overall thoughts? So for a little background, um, on why this song is just pretty good to me. Um, I wasn't there for any of the Fall Out Boy rollouts or, or anything like that. Sure. Uh, only one I was there for was really Mania, 
but um, I didn't really give a shit about Fall Out Boy anyway. Uh, I just kind of heard Young and Menace when it came out, and I was like, this is Cheeks, so yeah, I stopped paying sure. attention to them. Yeah. Um, little did I know uh, at 18 that I would be here five years later in a Fall Out Boy podcast, but you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. That's how the cookie crumbles, but I bring that up to say that this was the uh, first single for Infinity, as far as I'm aware. And really? Being, yeah, it was either... Yeah, I think it was. Um, and uh, I... What's up? Nothing, I'm just going to fact check you on that. Okay. <laughs> uh, while, while Carson fact checks me on that, I'm going to keep talking. Yeah, yeah, you're good, um, you're good. So I don't re- I'm not really hit for any of these albums by like the the single factor or whatever like just thinking that the singles are better than the than any of the rest of the tracks because they're singles or or whatever because that does happen um son of a bitch you're right i i'm never that's wrong. incredible i've never lied <laughs> i'm never wrong yeah yeah <laughs> last week we promised no lies ever 100 percent truth all the time yeah and you were right <laughs> i was right the carpal tunnel of love was the first single God for this damn. album okay right. um but uh, so because I didn't hear this song before the album dropped or anything like that, uh, or before listening to the whole album, by this point, when I had gotten to this song, this was the 10th Infinity song I had ever heard. Okay. Um. So by that point, it was kind of like, t- to your point of how this is like everything you'd want in a Fall Out Boy song, mm-hmm. I had been kind of experiencing that for the whole album up until that point. Sure. Okay. So okay. because by virtue of it simply like in my mind wasn't as good as like Thriller or Thanks for the Memories, I didn't think it was like anything special um when okay. I first heard okay. it. Uh but I mean re-listening to it a bunch of times, which I did in preparation for this episode, I, I it has grown on me a little bit. Okay. Um I certainly do think it is a very good song um it's it's kind of a a case of like it is a classic example of like a fallout boy song sure yeah it's got the quintessential fallout boy song elements at least for the band how it existed up to that point yeah for sure so for that like it just kind of uh it, it does have like the the catchy hook is like really good like the fucking like the yeah you got it whatever that is yeah uh, patrick does that's i like that a lot um pete's screaming is good uh it's it's rocking it is a bit repetitive um but maybe my opinion will change once we get into the lyrics because that happens sometimes but yeah it's uh for me unfortunately it's just pretty good that's a shame um because i think when i heard this song i was like i was like man this band just doesn't miss yeah um that was my opinion when i first heard this song was like it is impossible for this band to you know write a bad song for me um that i you know obviously that changed in the future after that but um for me this song taps into something that i had never really heard a band do which I mean, I think this was maybe the first or second song I'd ever heard with screaming on it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Like I was really young. Um, and, uh, I, I, for me, it was like this element of like, it, it kind of gave me a blueprint for like how songs like this are written. You know, if I gotcha. want to have a band that sounds like this, which I did at the time. And I kind of do now a little bit, not little entirely, bit. but in, in there's parts. some, there's some parts. Um, but it taught me how it works and how it should work. And, you know, I learned all of this song. I learned this song on guitar bass and, mm -hmm. you know, sang as much of it as I could at my very young age. It was probably easier to hit those notes back then. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, like for me, I, I, I don't know if nostalgia is blinding me so much. Nothing wrong with Be that. Yeah. I mean, cause like if I look at it objectively, I think I can see where you're coming from. But also, I mean, like, it's just a banger. Well, here's and the thing, if they Carson. If they played this live, I'd, I'd lose my fucking mind. Here's the thing. Um, the, I do not think objectivity in art exists, so you're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, neither do I. Neither so, do I. <laughs> I, I that, just like, that happened to me today when I, I made that tweet. I was like, yo, like, stop Fantano wanting tweet. Fantano to yeah. agree with you. Yeah, because uh, you've heard that band Sleep Token, right? Yeah. They just put out like five singles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I heard one of their songs off of their album before this one that they're promoting uh, a while ago. Yeah. And then like they just suddenly started blowing up. They're everywhere right now. And, you know, I think it's cool. Um, I think the songs are cool. But Fantano was like not shitting on it, but was like, it was like eh, this is not really my thing. Yeah. And like, you know, it's pretty basic. And, mm -hmm. you know, he didn't go for the throat exactly yeah. but he was like eh, not for me um and there were just a lot of people that were like it's time to throw fantano in the trash <laughs> this is and i'm like all right that's whatever like i like the sleep token songs i think they're cool i think yeah. the summoning rocks but like fucking there are like five people in my band that disagree with me and that is fine yeah i don't care um <laughs> I said, did I say there are five people in my band that disagree with me? So my whole band disagrees yeah. with me. <laughs> <laughs> so all of your band. <laughs> so literally everybody in my band disagrees with me. Um, I mean, if you count Whitney, I don't think Whitney disagrees with me. But no, she's on a cruise, so we have to speak for her. She's on a cruise and also not an official member. As not an official where. member. No, no. <laughs> if you count Whitney, Whitney likes it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I... I really like those songs and, and, you know, I still like Fantano and mm -hmm. like, I don't know, made that tweet and somebody under it was like, it was like, nah, we don't fuck with him because of his Deftones and Mars Volta reviews. I saw that one. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't understand. He, like, yeah, people, so people get so pressed about his opinions and he's just a white guy from Connecticut. <laughs> Albeit a very influential white a guy, very from Connecticut. influential white guy from Connecticut, but like and arguably I, the most, arguably the most. I really have, and like, I have to credit Fantano with getting me into a lot of me too. music me that too. I listen yeah. to now, and like that wouldn't have happened if I had, for instance, seen how like uh, he feels about Panic at the Disco, because yeah. Um, yeah. back when I was getting into music in general, like. Because the uh, up until summer of 2017, the only music that wasn't like Christian contemporary music or <laughs> uh, like 
classic rock that my dad listened yeah. to was Panic at the Disco. Like they were my first um, actual contemporary band that I listened to. Yeah, sure. And uh, I found, found in air quotes, I discovered um, fucking In the Airplane Over the Sea at a five-week filmmaking camp in North Carolina. And I was like, holy shit. Like music can be yeah. really swag, <laughs> but from there I found music can be really punk. <laughs> I love. I, I'm just imagining you listening to King of Carrot Flowers, just like Dude. yeah, that was it. That was that, with that's premiere, what I was doing with I was Premiere like, Adobe Premiere wide open. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, dude, that's awesome. Um, but around then I also discovered Fantano and like his album reviews and stuff, and I was like, this guy is. I like this guy a lot and he yeah, introduced yeah. me to some really cool music but if at the time if I hadn't uh if I had seen how like he doesn't even review any of Panic at the Disco's projects or like yeah. thinks they're cringe or whatever I would have and and gotten pressed about that there's so much music that I wouldn't have found out about Right sure yeah and like the I think the role of uh, a critic is not to agree with you but to see a different perspective that you can like yeah no you can compare against your own and maybe even like they'll change your mind if they have a particular sure, good point for sure but it's not necessary for them to agree with you or disagree with yeah. you to exist and just for just so everybody knows fantano has like not shit on my band but has been like this band has some kind of corny parts yeah. in it um and i only disagree i only agree with him 10% of the time on everything, on everything that he reviews. Mm -hmm. I would genuinely still call myself a fan. Yeah. And I, I think that that is the fun of it is like, is like, I really liked this album. I know that I liked this album. What did Fantano think of it? Yeah. Okay. He thinks it's a five. I may think it's a 10. He thinks it's a five. Loathe. I, a great example is I let it in and it took everything by Loathe, which mm -hmm. I think is a 10 out of 10 record. Mm -hmm. And he was like, this is boring. I don't like this. It's a six out of 10. And I'm like, damn. It's, That's it's crazy. It's good to see other perspectives. Yeah. Because it enlightens you to no matter what you make, there are going to be people that like it. And even more, there are going to be people that dislike it. Yeah. And I think it's important for people that make art like you and I mm -hmm. to keep that in mind when we're making things is what's important is that you like it. Yeah. That's what's important about the records that he reviews too, is it's not important that he doesn't like it. It's important that you do or you don't. Yeah. And I think that's, um, it's a very good attitude to have when creating art. Um, is to recognize that it's not necessarily the end of the world if somebody doesn't like what you make. Because if you are, the, I mean, this is kind of like a, it might be out of pocket, but this is kind of like a, a soul read of, of people who get really pressed about other people's opinions. Like, if you are the kind of person who wants to make music and you get really mad about Fantano's opinions online. Yeah. I don't think you're going to do well in music. <laughs> because if you're this mad about somebody's opinion over an album that you just like, yeah. imagine what yeah. some what you're going to do if somebody hates what you right. make. Of course. Yeah. You're going to crumble. Yeah. So you yeah. need to chill out. Yeah. <laughs> and going back to objectivity in art regarding this song. 
Um, I don't think I'm being blinded by nostalgia with it. Based. I think uh, that I just love this band and I love them showcasing what they can do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what they can do is write a very tight three minute pop song yeah. <laughs> with Pete went screaming on it, um, which I mean, we should talk about this. Um, it's the first single from this record, but it did not do very well no Um, it didn't it did not do very well at all uh three minutes 23 seconds which is pretty standard for radio run i mean it doesn't have any big long intro it doesn't have anything that you'd need to cut out for a radio edit it is quite literally other than pete screaming it is built for radio yeah um uh, the song debuted on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 at number 81, oh. which is, I mean, Sugar We're Going Down was a number one. Um, and, I mean, the single before this was a little less, 16 Candles, a little more Touch Me. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that album cycle had already been going, so it's not really For a very long time, yeah. If that one's not really that big. Right, yeah. But that one, from what I gather... Uh, yeah, peaked at number 65, and that was uh, over a year after the album had come out. God. Um, it peaked at number 65. This was a brand new song, a new Fallout Boy song, yeah, and it was number 81. Uh, but it's okay because literally, maybe their <laughs> biggest song came out after that, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, what would you call their biggest song? Because uh, oh, I God. immediately go in either... today's age, probably centuries. Ah, uh, no. Okay. Pre hiatus. Pre hiatus. <laughs> that was um, such a funny response. Just, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that can't be. I guess be you're it. right. Yeah. Pre hiatus. Pre hiatus. I would say either dance, dance, or this ain't a scene. Probably. Yeah. 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 Um, but I guess now it is fine for stadium rock as bullshit. <laughs> I used to really like that song. We'll get into that on the yeah, centuries no. episode. I, I think I liked that song when it came out. Yeah, whenever the wanna... dreaded day comes that we have to talk about that song. It might be next week. It I legitimately might be the next episode. <laughs> we I don't know. Not. We don't know. Um, um, yeah, I mean, so the song I don't think is like a hit. Um and uh, kind of, that's kind of surprising to me, honestly, because like like you said, it is just like a tight three minute pop song. And like, yeah. apart from Pete screaming, which like, you know, not super, super radio friendly, but mm-hmm. it's short enough to where I don't think it really matters. Um, I think I would have thought that this would have been bigger. But I mean, the fact that I didn't know this was the lead single from the album until today yeah. When I googled fun facts about the song mm-hmm. before I left to come here, yeah, is probably an indicator that it didn't do so good. Didn't do so hot. Um, do you know about the lawsuit that I revolved do. around this song? That okay, was, yeah, that was what yeah. I was going to bring up. Okay, um, I'm pretty do. sure. Please do because like, I will. I will then bring up the next thing that I want to bring up. After gotcha. This. Yeah. Okay, so about that lawsuit. Um, they were sued for copyright infringement by Wesley Isold. I think that's how you pronounce it. Of the band American Nightmare. Of the band yes. American Nightmare. And also, um, God, what was his other band? He's in Some Girls and also... Some Girls. Uh, uh, I think Cold Cave is, is him too. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. He's in a lot of bands. He's in a lot of bands. Um, American Nightmare also changed their name to Give Up the Ghost, and now they're back to being American Nightmare again. So yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's, it's very confusing. But yeah. um, Fall Out Boy was sued over this song, Golden, and Bang the Doldrums for copyright infringement, mm-hmm. um, specifically for lyrics. However, um, in my short little research, I could not find what songs that Wesley considered that Fall Out Boy had infringed upon. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it's anything actually released. The closest thing I could find was um, it might have been because uh, they were friends and then the lyrics that Pete wrote resembled some unreleased lyrics that Wesley had. Interesting. That's the closest I can find. But even then, that's unconfirmed because... As far as I'm aware, the details of the lawsuit are not super public and they settled out of court. And the the result of the lawsuit was that um, Wesley got writing credits on all three of those songs and and inspired... Oh my God. Credited as Inspirador, Ins- I believe. Inspirator. I'm, I think I'm saying it in my it. fucking Jersey accent. Inspirador. Inspirador. <laughs> credit that that credit on cork tree yeah um that's the most i have about this song i think i feel like i had more maybe my icloud notes didn't sync before oh, I got here. oh no just taking notes on your laptop and then yeah they didn't transfer over to your phone yeah fucked up damn that is fucked up um i wanted to bring up uh i i meant to do this last week but there were so many posts about it that i could not get to anything interesting mm-hmm. um going to the r slash fallout boy subreddit oh, shit. And i've typed in carpal tunnel of love um there's a general discussion uh that got pretty popular um uh is this from like the, the a, time of release or no okay. uh i don't know if was reddit around back then there it were definitely some forums around back then sure yeah i wish i could find forum posts that'd be interesting to do in the future is to find forum posts from when these songs came out. Maybe I'll, I'll I would pre- be very interested in Maybe that. I'll prepare some for next episode. Deep, deep dive. Deep dive. Um, there's, a, there's a general discussion from 130 days ago uh, asking, do you think they will play Carpal Tunnel of Love live again? Um, and uh, a lot of the discussion is... Um, they're only playing singles right now. They haven't done a headlining tour in a little while, so they haven't had the opportunity to play deep cuts, which I do agree with. Well, that's a, um, that song is a single anyway. It's, well, <laughs> but it's not one of the big ones as yeah. we just covered. Yeah, <laughs> the when I think, uh, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, there's a there's a bunch of stuff about just like. Um, they need to play it live again because it's a banger, you know, mm-hmm. just posts like Hardly that. Um, <laughs> you fucker. Um, someone made a mashup of Carpal Tunnel of Love, um, like a, a video mashup of every time they have ever played it and it has been on video, hmm. um, which it looks like they have not played it a lot, uh, which actually makes sense. Um, you know, they rolled right into Folly from Infinity on High. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like they were kind of in the same creative 
space for it, but all the weirder stuff got tossed on Folly. Yeah. Um, they've only played Carpal Tunnel Live a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, hang on. I, I had this pulled up, but now I have to fucking go back to it. Uh, they haven't played it live in a very long time. Um, but uh, yeah, just uh, there's there's not a whole lot of support um, in the r slash Fallout Boy forums, which I feel like true heads, true heads are definitely in the r slash Fallout Boy. Yeah, um, maybe I haven't been there. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to post this podcast in there, um, you know, for better or worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But um, damn it. How do I pull up the fucking stats? What's for- your you know how how you can just like set list fm yeah hang on i got it carpal tunnel of love they played a hundred times um yeah the last time they played it was 2008 a hundred times can you uh like <laughs> say the number of like a more popular song so like we have a reference of sure sure 100. i'd love to sure i'd love a hundred feels um, like a big number to anybody that's not in a hundred feels like an, a big number for sure um Takeover breaks over. They played two hundred and forty-one times. Yeah. Um. What else we got? What else we got here? Uh, I don't care. They've played five hundred and forty-two times. Yeah. So a hundred times is pretty chump change for that. Pretty that's like, chump change. Yeah. That's like maybe for a band their size, like a a tour and a half or two tours. I think so. Which yeah. is not a lot, honestly. Uh, much of um, much of Foley has way less plays yeah. than even that. I think. Um, yeah, the last time they played it was uh, March 23rd in Santiago, Chile. <laughs> wow. March yeah. 23rd of what year? 2008. That's a long time ago. Yep. That is yep. a very long time ago. I'd like to see this thrown back in there. Um, yeah. But I, I'd also, I, I also think that if they're marketing this as like old sound is back, uh, they're going to pull out like fucking, you know, Chicago is so two years ago, or they're yeah. gonna pull out Homesick at Space Camp. I don't think this one gets pulled out. I'd love to be. I'd love to be wrong. Yeah, I would love to be wrong. Even on a show with no lies, we can still be wrong sometimes. Yeah, no, no, we can still be uh, wrong. But I but mean, yeah, I, I kind of yeah, I see where you're coming from. I think it would probably be unlikely that they bring this back. Um, yeah, c- just simply because it didn't do super well. Yeah. Um. If if nothing else, but for that fact, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> um. Did you have yeah. anything else? Uh, about- I don't really have a whole lot to say about this song, other than I think it's very good. Gotcha. Um, I feel like I feel like this is a we had so much to say about love from the other side that I feel like it's good that we did this episode. Cause now we need to figure out more things to do to fill time with <laughs> well, songs where we're just like, I did have something good. else. Oh, let's fucking um, go. <laughs> so the music video for this song. Oh, um, right. Yeah. Is directed by the happy tree friends guy. I mm-hmm. fucking forgot his name, but it's basically just uh, a mini episode. Brendan Yuri. <laughs> no, <laughs> not Brendan Yuri. I think, you know, side tangent, Probably pretty likely that Brendan Urie comes up every fucking episode of this podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but take anyway, a, take a shot. I don't know. Take it, take a shot every time Brendan Urie comes up in our podcast. Yeah, and at the rate we're going, you'll die by episode five. Sure, yeah. So this music video, Happy Tree Friends, kind of mini episode, 
Um, I think it's, you know, it's it's a Happy Tree Friends thing. I'm not super hot on Happy Tree Friends in general. Yeah, no, me either. I think the gimmick kind of wears out very quickly. I think when you're like... and you 12. Know, yeah, no. So I'd also like to like point out like this feels like a move by the label of like of like your core audience uh is is this age Mm -hmm. and we see that the edgiest thing that you can show to kids of this age is happy tree friends yeah um so like you know i guess that is the uh that is where i stand on it I, i don't know is there is there like a canonical explanation for the happy tree friends music video i couldn't really see one um granted my my search wasn't super intensive uh because i kept saying to myself oh i'm gonna do research for this episode and then i put it off um or just forgot about it until about an hour before i left today so my fault won't happen again (laughs) probably will you're good um but as far as I could find, there wasn't really like an official given explanation for uh, the Happy Tree Friends video. I don't know how much of it would be down to the label. Or I mean, all of it is down to the label at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. But I don't know if they were the ones to like suggest it because I don't know yeah. how big Happy Tree Friends was at the time. Sure. Considering I was like, what, eight or nine? No, sure. younger than that. Probably like seven. I don't fucking know. I didn't even know what Happy Tree Friends like was. Ten, maybe at the most. Fucked up. I didn't know what Happy Tree Friends was until later either. Which, yeah. like, I saw this and I was like, "This is fucking horrifying." Yeah. Um, but you know, what are you gonna? Just do? very much shock value. Which for I think yeah. for a music video is just fine. Um, yeah, that's about. Um, that's about the only setting in which I can stomach something like this is like yeah. i don't have to hear any annoying cartoon voices i don't have to like sit there for a full 10 minutes or something like that yeah i'm just yeah. listening to this rock and fallout boy song i'm instead. just listening yeah and i'm having a great time yeah was your let me ask you was this your first exposure to the happy trains friends music video or had you seen it before uh yeah today was the the first time i'd heard about it or seen yeah. it I mean, it's I, how I discovered the song. Funnily yeah. enough, yeah, it was it was like I want to say on Fall Out Boy's YouTube channel, while I was Probably. just like watching music videos for like I don't care and America's mm-hmm. Sweethearts and shit. I, I used like, to be way more into music videos when I was younger. I think there's did you so find cool. that as well or like are, yeah no 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 for sure. I mean like they were they were seen as uh, a bigger source of promo back yeah, then absolutely. for sure because like you I mean obviously mtv and then after mtv youtube mm-hmm. um or like vh1 and then youtube um and i youtube youtube fucking awful voice crack <laughs> voice crack um voice crack andy over here yeah yeah that's me um <laughs> i think that uh i think that the way that it shakes out is just sort of like every label wants bands to make music videos so you do it but i mean just from my experience the only the only way that people like actually pay attention to what you're doing is if you have like a music video going along with your song like it's a great way to like promote stuff that's just kind of like 
how people have it in their heads that a song yeah. is coming out. Yeah, pretty much. Like if you announce a cover art, people are like, that's cool. But if you have like a music video that you're constantly pushing, people are like, oh, there's a song coming out. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. There's a visual and also like the component of being able to like connect with who is playing the music. I think yeah. is really big for people because I mean like in this age, like one of the most popular things right now is K-pop. And like, mm-hmm. you know, the music is, is fine. Like I've, I've liked some BTS songs here yeah. and there. I fuck with um, some of the day six songs. Yeah. 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 Some got seven. Yeah. We'll see how many names. We <laughs> a lot can of number. I, that's it for me. Blackpink. <laughs> uh, Luna. Uh, fuck. What's the other one? There's one that everybody likes. I don't know. There's a lot that everybody likes. I'm going to be sure. honest with you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, 2021. 20, is that, is that one? No idea. <laughs> 17 17 i got it jungkook i i think he's bts I yeah don't well he's one of the bts members he's one of the bts boys jimin yeah uh <laughs> rm keep naming guys come on um that's it yep that's all that's, i got that's everyone yeah. in bts gorillas gorillas um yeah they're k-pop why yeah, they're not K-pop. <laughs> fuck it um no but like and that is very your much your favorite martian yeah that is very much about the personalities and not the yeah. music you know that is very much about like which one of these korean boys do you stand you yeah, know stand not stand. stand um so i mean like i think that you know, labels are all looking for that, and like music yeah. videos are just like an easy way to connect. They have it figured out in Korea. They do. They do. In South Korea, that's like the the whole music industry over there is like really interesting to to look at yeah. because uh, a lot of uh, really popular Korean music, at least that crosses and makes it over stateside, is like kind of distillations of different American music genres yeah yeah. like stuff that gets popular over here they take they distill it down to its like purest form and put it into a pop song yeah and it's very fascinating to see baby metals japanese but they're they're a great example of that yeah Yeah. that's um japan does that uh, a good amount too although not as successfully over in america as as korea and and k-pop um but i i think K-pop in general is very, very interesting because they, um, the way that they uh, kind of cultivate these idols and like put them together in a group yeah, and yeah. just like launch their career and like just how much people have to go through to be an idol to begin with right? Yeah, is like crazy. It's very, it's very manufactured and I think everybody knows that, but like they just don't care. That's part of the appeal. Yeah, that's part of the appeal is that it's manufactured. Like people, is, that, is that this group has been hand tailored for you. Yeah. People yeah. see something like an American audience sees an American band that's like manufactured or whatever. It's like industry plant, which is a whole other topic of conversation. Um, but they see that yeah. and they go, Oh, cringe. But like, yeah. Uh, K-pop fans see it, which to be clear, not a bad thing inherently. Yeah. That a band yeah. is manufactured or put together by a label or whatever. Not yeah. inherently. A bad Bummer thing. Hill. Great example of that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if, there, if there's one thing that is true about Bummer Hill is that we're industry plants. Uh, yeah. and none of us knew each other before we met at rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's just very interesting that 
difference in opinion and i don't really know what qualifies like why is it different yeah i i'd love to i'd love to know like who the k-pop group for the like who's the who's the k-pop group for the weird girls you know <laughs> like like is there like a michael Sarah? Who, who are the horse girls into yeah exactly, exactly if you're a horse girl completely fine don't mm-hmm. have a problem with that yeah no no that's fine i don't think we have to clarify that i just want to know who I'm the k-pop sure. group for the horse girls is yeah if you're a horse girl let us know what k-pop band you like <laughs> Uh, and we will right into the show. We will. We'll talk about the Callous Dow Boys at gmail.com. <laughs> Bummerhillatl at gmail.com. Yeah. Tell us. We got to create the infrastructure for this podcast. Eventually. Yeah. I'll put together but. a YouTube channel or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you did so well with the editing for the last episode. Thanks. It was killer, dude. It was Thank killer. You. I know a lot of things about youtube.com. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are you ready to spin the dreaded wheel? Um, I'm trying to think if I have anything more to say. Yeah. About it. How long have we been going for? Long time. Long time. Well, that's not really a specific number. Personally. Sorry. Hang on. Let me let me look. Uh, I love how you're like you're like I have no problem with horse girls, but then when when <laughs> what <laughs> when I tell you we've been going for 58 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, let's see. Any uh. Before we spin the dreaded wheel, uh, just wrap up our thoughts on this song. Yeah, sure. Uh, I know. We oh, yeah, yeah. We gotta, we gotta rank it. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta give it a, gotta give it out a of ten score. Um, we didn't really talk too. M- oh, lyrics. Oh yeah, we, we didn't talk about the about lyrics, lyrics at, all. at all. Let's just take a little yeah, yeah. glance at that genius page real quick. Um, we don't. We're not um, really gonna go line by line. Um, I don't. Yeah, think. I think doing it line by line is is silly, but it can okay. get a little boring sometimes. I think, but. Um, just lines in particular that we liked or like if we have questions about yeah it. sure um i really i i really love the lyric uh we bullet the words at mo- at the mockingbird singing I, mm. I fuck with that i fuck with that a lot that's hard um <laughs> did you see the genius annotation for that one? Oh no i did not but uh, the other lyric <laughs> that i love is uh got par- postcards from my former selves saying how you've been very good. That's hard. Very good. Hard as nails. That that's uh, that's maybe. Give me the give me the gene. Uh, sorry. That, anyway, uh, that's before maybe. I was rudely interrupted by my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is maybe the the hardest way to say I wrote my future self a letter in fifth grade right, that I yeah. could possibly ever think of. Mm-hmm. Um, but we bullet the words at the mockingbirds. Genius annotation is just. Words can hurt and kill, apparently, and a <laughs> big picture of to kill a mockingbird, <laughs> and going on about how it's. Um, they don't even mention to kill a mockingbird in this annotation. What's no, happening? They just they just have it in there, which is very funny. They just have that's that's. I like that honestly. You know, genius. Whoever wrote that genius annotation, uh, that's a funny one. Uh, this one is very funny uh, on the lyric, uh, which I, I didn't know this lyric until today. I just, you know, it's screaming. So I was yeah. like, I was like, what's he saying? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, but I mean, I can't really talk since I, I'm a screaming band. Yeah. But I, uh, I don't the, know what the fuck you're saying half yeah, the time until I fine. know the lyrics. That's but. fine. <laughs> um, it was ice cream headaches and sweet avalanche. 
um, <laughs> the genius annotation is when you eat something too cold, you get brain freeze. <laughs> Ice cream headaches and sweet avalanche are different ways of saying brain freeze. <laughs> I don't even know if I. I've never heard that. sweet avalanche ever in my life. Until yeah, today. <laughs> ice cream headache. I buy that as like a brain freeze. Sure. Yeah. Sweet avalanche. I don't know if that's. Yeah. Referencing that. I thought I thought an ice cream headache is like when you give your your headache a a nice coat of paint, like a nice paint job. You know, like an ice cream paint job. <laughs> That's so stupid. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, what do, what do we think that line actually means, though? Because I don't think that's just a. I don't think that's. I don't just know. A something. 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 Someone being so affectionate to you that you can't take it. I could see that actually. Yeah, because yeah, that that would make more sense with sweet avalanche. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, well, well, what's the the whole song about, really? Um, yeah, like. I don't know. <laughs> Ashley Simpson, probably. Ashley Simpson. Yeah. Was she involved with Fall Out Boy? Oh, wow. You don't know this? Uh, Ashley Simpson was married to Pete Wentz. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you could call that involved. For like years. They had a kid together. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know that. Um, you could definitely call that involved. Dawson. A little bit. I love that you found this out on air. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> Listen, I have... <laughs> The areas of music and bands in general and, and shit uh-huh. that I know about, I know a lot about. Sure. But I have blind spots. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, um, this song, what is this song about, Carson? To me, uh, to me, this song uh, speaks a little to what I was just saying, where it's like wanting something so badly. Um wanting someone so badly or thinking you want someone so badly and then realizing you don't. Yeah. Um, to me, that's a, that's what it, what it is. Or, uh, both of you realizing that you don't want it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're so miserable and stunning being, you know, one of the only lines in the chorus. Um, love songs for the genuinely cunning, I think is probably a reference to, just like the band in general Mm -hmm. and you know what there's a lot of lines about like reflecting on the fame of the band um towards this period or around this period of time yeah um and that that feels like another one of them um i i feel like maybe pete regretted uh marrying ashley simpson <laughs> um you know, that that lyric in particular the we're so miserable and stunning one is like yeah i mean they were two people that were very 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 famous at the time yeah um and you know pete was the only one that thought as far as i can tell and you know i don't know anything i don't know these people but i think pete was the only one that was like yeah this is gonna last forever um because patrick you know has been talking a lot about in interviews like how like patrick was like yeah one day i just knew it was all gonna go away yeah you know so but anyway yeah um i think that's a good reading of the song um i want to comment on the we're so miserable and stunning line because it gave me uh a mental connection between fallout boy and taylor swift okay which uh unlikely pair but Mm -hmm. uh her song um Fuck. I didn't know she had a song called Fuck. <laughs> How did I forget this? I literally, I like You've this song it. a You've lot. You got it. 
Uh, it's off 1989. Ooh, out of, um, out of style? Is that? Yes, that? style. Style is what style. it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Style is what it's called. That song is about, um, well, Harry Styles, first off. Mm. Um, I have a, a lot of Swifty friends, so I know a lot about. Oh, okay. I know a lot more. Holy shit. I know a lot more about <laughs> Taylor Swift songs than um, the average bear, than the yeah. average DIY emo guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the lion, we're so miserable and stunning. That reminds me a lot of that meaning, the meaning of that song, which is um, that whole thing is about uh, how they're they're not like necessarily happy together, but mm-hmm. they get back together over and over again for the aesthetic of it. Sure. Because yeah. they look really good together. Sure. Which is like hell of a thing to write a song about. Very compelling hell a, song. Hell writing. of a thing to write a song about and also like not terribly relatable. No. Um, um uh not yet at least, because uh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> we're not global yeah. superstars yeah. yet. Um, Do you think that there's gonna be like fan fiction about like the two of us? God, Do you think people are gonna even, ship us? <laughs> don't even <laughs> listen. At the point of this recording, we haven't even released an episode yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Much what I, less what set I do up think a... is What I do think is very funny is Whitney's going to come back from this cruise and then all of a sudden t- two people that she knows very well have a podcast. Yeah, well, I think she, she knew this was going to happen because right, I was yeah. like, uh, I, I mentioned at one point, he was like, uh, her, uh, me, and, and frontman of Bummer Hill Jack, yeah. um, who is dating Whitney, uh yeah we play games on discord a lot so like valorant or whatever right now is, is mm. the, kind of the main yeah. one but um games i suck at yeah i you know i used to suck and now i suck a little less oh nice um but basically uh it was like the day i had tweeted it like i'd finished tweeting about the the fallout boy listening binge and um you tweeted at me you were like we can make a whole podcast out of this and i was like eh, that's funny and then you texted me and you were like no we can actually make a podcast yeah, out of this definitely and i and i told whitney i was like i think carson wants to start a fallout boy podcast with me and then like a day later i was like i don't think carson is joking <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are <laughs> yeah here we are yeah two episodes in two episodes in um but yeah shout out whitney jordan future guest shout out whitney jordan I don't know. I don't know when. See, what's funny is because of the wheel element of things, which is that makes us legally distinct from Blink One Fifty Five. From a yeah, did they like choose theirs at the end? They of the chose episode? theirs. They gotcha. they would like announce similar to us how like we're telling people like what the song is next week, but yeah. like um, they don't know. Well, they yeah, do know going in. They, they yeah, Blink One Fifty Five was just like you want to do this one. Okay, we'll do this one. Yeah. Um. Whereas the wheel very big part of very big identity um we're reinventing the wheel to run ourselves over if you we will. have a wheel and we're reinventing it uh yes just exactly. because it's so fucking big it, exactly. i don't think wheels get any bigger i had to this. add two songs to it today one that they just released today and one i didn't know about so, which one um it was a uh seven inch vinyl exclusive song called overcast kid oh wow um I haven't yeah i haven't listened to it there's a couple on here that i straight up have never heard yeah so i mean i don't know big ass band big ass band big ass band yeah. um um yeah i think let's see anything more i have to say about the lyrics i mean i think um uh titles reference to jerking off obviously that's right yeah um 
you know because that, 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 that was like a thing between like a lot of pop punk bands they just really like talking about jerking off don't they right yeah which i don't blame them there's another um, song there's a whole other song on infinity on high about jerking off I, <laughs> which is awesome pete god damn it <laughs> you motherfucker oh um i really like the lyric um we take sour sips from life's life's lush lips. I just like the the phrase "sipping on sipping on your lips" or whatever, because that's a Carly Rae Jepsen lyric. Mm. Um, that's in uh, "I Really Really Like You," mm-hmm. um, banger song. Feet Al City, right? No, fuck. No. Who's on that song? No, no one. It's just Carly. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> The, the she, did, she did a song with Al City. Yeah, right? how much how much do you know about Carly Rae Jepsen? Nothing. Not that not that much apparently. My drummer Matt, who's in the other room, knows a lot about Carly Rae Jepsen. Matt. Okay, they can't oh. hear me. Huh? Matt. Matt. Oh, perfect. Here we go. All right. Uh, Matt. Matt. From the Matt's Calistow on the way. Boys is. We we wanted to question your uh, Carly Rae Jepsen knowledge. Yeah, you fuck with Carly Rae Jepsen? Smile. Okay. Come over to the mic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what are we talking about? I'm so confused. I'll sit. Yeah. I'll lean in. Yeah. What's uh, What's your question? Uh, you like him? Carly? Yeah. I love her. I have uh, two Carly Rae Jepsen tattoos on my leg. Oh, based. Which yeah. ones? Uh, two of her album titles. One says emotion. The other says dedicated. That's so swag. Yeah, she rocks. Yeah, I agree. I don't have any tattoos, but mm. you know. It'd be a good place to start. <laughs> True. Yeah. I was actually thinking of getting a car seat headrest one, but I wanted to not advertise that I'm a huge fucking <laughs> nerd like that. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. Um no, I didn't really have a question. Well, I just I thought, I thought I thought Al City was on a I Yeah. Like <laughs> no, 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 no. Al just, City is on um Good Time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even okay. a it's my, not even a Carly yeah. song. I saw she, her she's featured on that song. I saw her live in 2015 and she had to play that and it was like such a bummer. Really? Damn. Yeah, it was a, a lead balloon. When, when you say she had to play that, what do you what do you mean? Well, she was really big in like 2012 with that that Call Me Maybe album. It was called Kiss, I think. And mm-hmm. then by like 2015, she was kind of like trying to figure things out again. So I saw her in like a 2000 cap venue, maybe. Half oh, wow. the audience was like children and their families with signs, you know? So like that was <laughs> That's her... so strange considering her audience now. Yeah. It's like all... <laughs> well, that audience was still there. It was like me families and like a bunch of white gay men yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's still me and the white gays but um fucking yeah. so yeah at that point like she didn't really have the following she does now you have to play the Al city song yeah okay yeah i see do you have any thoughts on uh carpal tunnel love by fallout boy you'd like to share <laughs> uh it's one of my favorite fallout boy songs like by far it just absolutely rocks hell patrick's yeah. yodeling in the chorus is like my favorite shit in the world hell yeah well, um, I yeah. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> For the five seconds that we had, Matt. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Shout out, Matt. Um, that that um, I I, I, I don't I don't know if I had more to say. Um, Carson yeah. thinking that Owl City was on. I really like you. Just kind of like what are your thoughts rocks on my Owl world. City? Oh my god. Because I am going to go ahead and say Owl City makes dog shit music. <laughs> listen, listen. There was a time in my life 
Remember yeah. when I said that Panic at the Disco was like the first contemporary sure. band that I listened it to? It was actually Owl City. It was actually Owl City. Damn. I just remembered that now. There was a point where in my life where I listened to... Um, th- this is another thing where I don't know how I didn't... I, di- I don't know how I didn't know I had autism until now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> I... <laughs> I listened to um, Ocean Eyes, the deluxe version by Owl City so many times as a child that I could mentally listen to the entire album without any headphones or anything. Just because like my parents would yeah. like make me go outside because I was a big fucking gamer as a kid. Sure. I'd sit yeah. inside, play Sonic Adventure 2 all the time. Oh. And there would be times that I couldn't bring my iPod. And you iPod didn't know out. you had autism then? Or? No, <laughs> I didn't know I had autism until I met Whitney Jordan, and then, and then she Jesus. was like, and then she was like, you know, you you're autistic. Have, she literally asked me one day. She was like, do, "Do you have autism?" And I was like, "I don't think so." And then it turned out I did. Mm. But regardless, there would be times that I couldn't take my iPod out to go outside. Where I would ripstick up and down the driveway. Do you remember sure. ripsticks? And you just go. <laughs> and I would literally just. I would play the album front to back. The deluxe version with all the bonus tracks. There's like five bonus tracks on there. Front to back in my mind. Over and over and over and over again. Sure. Along yeah. with reciting all of the dialogue to um, The Force Unleashed for the Wii to myself. <laughs> which is another, another indication. I don't know how I didn't know i had autism sometimes like sometimes when i'm on benadryl which i like i have awful insomnia. on your way to visit the the hat man yeah i'm on my way to visit my good friend the hat man <laughs> who i record a different podcast with <laughs> um i i have just like terrible insomnia and mm-hmm. also uh awful allergies so like benadryl is kind of like a nice little one-two punch like yeah. i wake up and i have no allergies and also i actually slept because uh, occasionally I will just like stay up till seven in the morning, stay mm-hmm. up till nine in the morning, um, which is not great no. um, at all. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so uh, occasionally when I'm on Benadryl, um, I can call up like any Skrillex song, like <laughs> any of them, uh, just any like of them. I can call it up and it'll start playing in my mind. And then I'm like. I'm schizophrenic. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm listening to tunes in my brain right I'm now. I'm listening to tunes in my mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, all that to say, um, I used to really like Owl City. There's a couple of his songs that I, I still really like, honestly. Um, Cave In is a banger, I think. The opener yeah. to Ocean Eyes. Um, that's, that one actually... I'm, I will defend Cave In okay. to my grave. So... so we're we're trying to come up with a wheel for Patreon, yeah, so that we can do Patreon content. Yes, um, I think a uh, one thing that we should add to the Patreon wheel is, is I City. have to listen to what is Ocean Ocean, Ocean Eyes? Eyes. I thought that was the a Billie Eilish version. song. It is. Oh, oh, I have to listen to the deluxe version with the bonus tracks. Yeah, well, that's the one cool. that I listen. All to. right, that's fine. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I think I think that Patreon episode in the future. Yes, listen, I, I will do I'm, this. I'm not going to hold you. I listened to that album again for the first time in years and years last year. Mm-hmm. It's dog ass. <laughs> well, but I think it might be important 
for us to listen to it then. And yeah. Because this is, uh, it's kind of the reverse of this entire premise of the podcast, which is I know a lot about Fall Out Boy and I know their discography front to back. Yeah. You are relatively new to it. Yeah. But you still know a lot. I still know a lot. I know, I know f- fuck shit about uh, Owl City and you know a lot about Owl City. I ju- okay. I don't know a lot about Owl City. I just spammed the shit out of that one yeah. album and also yeah. Alligator Sky um, specifically what the music Alligator video. Sky? Well, that's from their album. Uh, I think um, it's either one or two albums after that. Um, Alligator Sky is a single off of one of those albums. Mm. Um, I think off of All Things Bright and Beautiful. Okay. Um, but it has I know a, I know that Vanilla Twilight song. Vanilla Twilight's okay. Okay. Um but I'll go to bat for Cave In. Firefly still fucks, I'll say it. Damn. Um you're crazy for that one. Yeah, for real. Um controversial, I know. Um yeah. but fucking fucking Owl City, dude. How did we get here? I don't remember. <laughs> We're talking about Carly Rae Jepsen. Okay. How did we get there? We should I don't remember. Either. All right. <laughs> we should we should rate this song and then uh, and then spin and the, then dreaded, spin the wheel. dreaded wheel. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll go first. Um, I think this is a very solid seven out of ten. Oof, um, I it is a nine for me. This is yeah. a nine out of ten for me. Yeah. I, that's completely understandable. Only, only you'll find out later what my tens are, mm-hmm. but just know, let it be known, this is a nine. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I should also put it out there. Um. Excuse me. So there's no um, confusion about uh, at least my out of 10 scale. Uh, I, um, for me, five out of 10 is like mid. Mm -hmm. Everything above that is positive and everything below that is negative. Okay. Five out of 10 is not negative. Six out of 10 is also not negative. Right. Um, Yeah. 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 Similar to Fantano. Yeah. Six out of 10 is not negative. Just want to, just want to clear that up because a lot of people get, um, like and I didn't even do it this episode. I still gave it a seven. Uh huh. But yeah. um, a lot of people hear six out of ten and think, "Oh, it's dog ass." Sure, which yeah, is yeah, not yeah, the case. Yeah. But just wanted to clear that up. Um, I think this is a very good song. Not one of my favorites off of Infinity on High, but um, yeah. definitely not a low light. Yeah, there is a low light on that album. Yeah, at we'll get to one. it. We'll get to it. What are you? Oh, oh. Whoa! <laughs> Yo ho yo ho. This is just. I have been. I have <laughs> elbowed been, this printer. You've elbowed like, my printer several like seven times, times this episode. Um, I didn't do it at all last episode. No, not not once. I should point out. I was just about to point out. You're uh, you're on this the couch in in our studio right now, and uh, you are like you've had your arm. On a uh, focus right Scarlet Two I Two, which I think just having loose Scarlet Two I Twos might be a bigger red flag than just having one that you use. <laughs> there are two <laughs> Scarlet. No, this right. is a claret. This is a uh, claret. It's a claret. It's different. It's still red. <laughs> it's still red, but but it has better preamps. tremendous red flags yeah. all around in the in this room. Um, all right, but. Let, yeah. Let's spin the wheel. Let's Seven spin to nine wheel. out of tens. Let's spin the wheel. Let's spin the wheel. Spin the and, dreaded and, wheel and sign off. You screen recording? I'm about to. I'm about to. We're gonna splice this in. If you're if you're listening on YouTube, now you you can see the wheel go round and round. Take your attention to the screen.
Looking. If you are playing a video game right now, pause it and watch the screen. Yes, here we go. It's spinning. It's going. It's spinning. It's what do going. we got next episode? West oh. Coast Smoker. Oh, Let's shit. go. Let's fucking go. Oh, what a West good Coast one. Smoker. Okay, West Coast Smoker, everybody. All right. All right, well. That's next time, but this time we're signing off. Uh, yes, we are. I've been Dawson. That's been Carson. Um, has been me. Go follow our bands. Go to their shows. Uh, March 5th, Louisville, Kentucky. The Callous Dow Boys and Bummer Hill will be playing together yes. for the very first time. Live podcast. <laughs> Live podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll do that in between sets. Um, uh, at Bummer Hill ATL on Twitter. At Bummer Hill on Instagram. At the Callous Dow Boys on pretty much everything. Uh, um, yeah. On Twitter, it's I, I discovered after our last episode, on Twitter, it's just at Callous Dow Boys. Okay. Well, that's another correction, I guess. Yeah. At Callous Dow Boys on Twitter, at you the Callous Dow Boys on... More importantly, you can hang out with both of us, March 5th, Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, new music believe... this year from both of our bands. Be on the lookout. Yeah. I, well, that's the mindset now. Could change. Yeah, yeah. Could change. <laughs> could change. Yeah. So maybe we shouldn't advertise that, but <laughs> who cares? Yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, bye. Bye. Mwah. <laughs>